Is this podcast what anyone wants? But here we are, giving it to the people. Giving them the business. The business. Well, I feel like that's what they want, because, you know, I've heard so many good things so far already. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people want health care and affordable housing and good wages and a good movie podcast. Well, they podcast. get that, don't they? Do we offer any of those? A good movie podcast. Maybe affordable housing. We can give Yeah, it I think them. we can take that. I think we can knock that one out. Yeah, it doesn't have Cinco's 2020. Um, but before we uh, get into it, uh, I just wanted to uh, make a couple of mentions. We had a couple of people follow us in the past couple of weeks that uh, we definitely need to recognize. Obviously, the first one was uh, Joe Walsh. He was one of our followers on YouTube. Um, and then recently, I had three of my coworkers start following the podcast. Uh, shout out to Kyoga, uh, JLo, and uh, Leo for uh, subscribing to our SoundCloud. So, thanks again, guys, and we hope you guys enjoy what you guys are listening to. Wait, whoa, whoa, and yeah. uh, we look forward to uh, interacting with you guys. Yeah, yeah. J-Lo thanks, is following thanks us? David. What? Did you say JLo? JLo's mm-hmm. following us, yeah. JLo. The JLo. Wow. What were their names again? Uh, Kyoga. J Lo and uh, Leo. Oh, well, Kyoga, J Lo, and Leo. Uh, you know, thanks for following us from your favorite member of this podcast. Oh, ouch! <laughs> Actually, that that's probably true. They said they like you guys better than me. <laughs> they, they said it should just be uh, Uno and a half Cinco, and I was like, great. Yeah. Because I'm the Uno, right? And they go, yeah, you keep thinking that. Yeah. I was like, Corey. well, see, now that we have the separate recordings, we can just mute you and it'll just be me. <laughs> That'll be perfect. <laughs> Actually, there, uh, I'm surprised that there isn't a way to do that on SoundCloud where you can kind of do that. Um, like you pick which tracks are running at the same time. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, for some reason, track number three never gets played. But tracks one and two get played simultaneously all the time. Well, I mean, we might as well just leave out the third track, you know, save on space. Ben's listening to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go. Sorry, 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 uh, Ben. I guess it's just going to be me and you, Stu. Gotta go green. Welcome to another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number seven. I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. All right. So, uh, did you guys uh, have anything anything noteworthy happen to you guys this week? Popeye's chicken update, maybe? Uh, I did not. I, you know what? I kind of put a... Uh, a stop at least i'm i'm on hiatus put a pin in it uh put a, okay. yeah i put a pin in it because you know since last time we talked it was like there was a clear uh message from popeyes that they were just like they don't have it right now and stop asking um so i guess we just gotta wait till an official announcement happens and then let the uh pandemonium yeah. com- commence yep well i definitely stopped by popeyes the other day just to double confirm and it is confirmed that they don't have any more <laughs> actually somebody was at the counter <laughs> there, was, there was somebody at the counter and he was asking he's like do you guys have the sandwich and then literally the person was had clearly been so tired of getting asked this question literally did the stood there stared at the person and pointed up oh, without man. taking the eyes off the person to the sign oh, man. and I was like dang <laughs> and it says uh, we'll be back soon or something like that, and I was like, right. "Okay, so yeah, so uh, do you, dude, so do you got any?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, he proceeded to ask some questions. So when are you gonna? I was like, "Dude, there's people behind you that that want to just get their 
Chick- you know, get chicken strips yeah. and the whole chicken and whatever, and and eat at our gas station and then go back to work. Yeah. Hurry up! I'm 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 almost filled up. <laughs> I gotta make sure to beat it to the to the uh, to the gas tank. I want to make sure I I hit evenly at thirty dollars. Who beats it to a gas tank? What Who beats it to a gas tank? Apparently, David uh, does. Oh, I that's, do. That's a very lonely life, David. Yeah, I probably should have said, "Beat it to filling up the gas tank." That's not the word either. All right, we're just gonna. No. Just gonna move on from that. Right. So that was your Popeyes update. This past week. Wait, wait, I hang did on. Notice... I don't think I. Ben, did you jar anything? I know we were kind of together when we found out that news. Yeah. As, as soon as I found that out, I just stopped. You know, um, there's no use trying unless, you know, some Popeyes have like a underground racket going. (laughs) Maybe you got to give them the the secret sign, like, uh, uh, the, the, the five fingers on top of your head, like a chicken, like a rooster. (laughs) Actually. Sure. Yeah. There was. Gobble, gobble. And be like, "Ah, meet me on back. There was a funny story about a restaurant in, I think Long Beach or something, somewhere in Orange County, where... They, uh, they sold fried chicken as a specialty item, and apparently the people were actually just going to Popeye's and just reselling it. Nice. Oh, I had heard about yeah. that. Um, so five-head play. Also, <laughs> <laughs> there, was all that, uh, there was also that one thing. Oh, no, it was a chicken and waffle spot, right? Uh, I'm not actually sure what the restaurant did, honestly. I think it was a chicken and waffle spot that was like competing with Roscoe's, and then they found out that there was like a secret camera that was placed in the kitchen, yeah. and they were bringing in bags of Popeye's yeah. chicken. I think I remember that story, something like that. Um, the one thing that I, I thought was really interesting was there's one man who is actually suing Popeye's for not having the chicken sandwich. Did you guys hear about well, that one? I think we talked about oh, this wait, last week. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. $5,000 because he just needed it yeah. and wanted or, it. So oh, no, we were talking about this at Joe's house. Yeah. Were we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. Okay. And, it all blurs together. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then uh, another piece of news from this week, uh, more information got leaked uh, well not leaked but released about the breaking bad movie that was a Um, that was a hard pivot from from popeye's news to breaking bad well i mean well it was breaking news that there was no more chicken and we're just going to move to break oh it's because breaking bad and breaking news okay i get it Mm -hmm. because i'm you were breaking the bad news that uh following the podcast there's no more chicken i got you pollos hermanos oh man if only if if only that were real. A moment of silence for uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. All right, moment's over. <laughs> um, so they said that the information that they were talking about is that there are that the movie is going to follow the uh, events right after the series finale, and it will follow um, Jesse's storyline of what happens to him after he escapes. Okay. Yes. So, and then they said that none of uh, Walter's family will probably be playing a part in it, because um, there's this one portion where Jesse is talking about how uh, he wishes he could move to Alaska. Things would be a little bit calmer and a little bit easier for him over there, uh, stuff like that. And so I think that's what they're kind of teasing at is that you know what his escape plan looks like, and then you know what kind of happens to him afterwards. Um, you know, but Skyler will not be a part of it. Walt Jr. will not be a part of it, um, as far as I know. 
I don't know why. Are you guys disappointed? Did you want to see Skyler and Walt Jr.? Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see I Walt mean, Jr. He always had a lot of sass. Always gave fucking attitude. It was great. Yeah. I just don't know how, like, it would work into it. Um, I would. I mean, there was people just probably talking. I saw something was like, oh... Walter White might be back in the movie. I was like, okay, let's settle down, everyone. But yeah, that it to me, I'm very interested to see where they end up taking this. Um, apparently, Cranston's involved to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if maybe there might be a flashback that might include... Or maybe Walter he didn't White. actually... T- oh, wait, spoiler alert. Well, I mean, what were you going to say after that? I mean, what could you possibly say? He, he didn't actually <laughs> dance um, away oh from my goodness. the drug if you game. Haven't, all right, hold on. If you haven't <laughs> seen it by now at this point, and I have actually seen it at this point, literally, it, spoilers should not be a problem, I think. He, yeah, so he danced away. Uh, <laughs> into the from, night. Into the night, away from the uh, making crystal meth. Um, that's what, yeah. So, that's what I was gonna say. Of course. Okay. Um, anything else up with you guys? Not really. Uh, really didn't do. I wanted to. There was something I wanted to watch, but I'll probably do it this week. Um, which was it's on Netflix, which is, and I had seen it pop up a while back, and I thought it looked like really interesting, and it was weird. I'd never seen it before, which is the. Uh, the uh, the dark crystal oh yeah 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 like so i wanted to watch like the original movie that they made like whenever that was and then now netflix has a series about it uh, or you know has a dark crystal series so i was going to try to watch uh, some of that cuz like the animation or not the animation but or yeah i guess it's animation but originally it was like you know puppets and stuff it looked really kind of interesting yeah, I did want to check that out, too, because I've never seen the original Dark Crystal either. But, yeah, I've heard really good things about the new series on Netflix, so maybe I'll check that out, too. Yeah, other than that, I was just watching U.S. Open and football this weekend. Cool. Uh, ben? Uh, I've been watching a few things this past week. Uh, I tried picking up a TV show called Euphoria. Have you guys heard of that? Oh, the HBO, the HBO yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The one with uh, Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just focusing on uh, modern teens and what they have to go through everyday life, um, except with a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. And it's, it's very bleak, uh, but very grounded, I would say. Uh, there's definitely... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of nudity in it. Like, uh, a lot of... Not the nudity that you'd want. <laughs> so, like... It's not like Game of Thrones nudity? Like, guy, guy nudity from behind? No. Where you, ju- from the you just see the butt? No, from the front. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's great. Uh, but I... Why do people think that's the good nudity we want to see? I Nobody mean, wants to see that. Yeah, I mean, who wants to pause on that for <laughs> 20 minutes and just stare at yeah. it? I mean, who does that? <laughs> who does that? Ben, do you do, you, do you do that? 
But the show had really good music. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me, let me tell you. Uh, I, I've been actually listening to the, the show's soundtrack on Spotify for the past few days at work, and it's, uh, I gotta say, real good picks. <laughs> so, if anything from that, um, I mean, the show is good, it's just, like I said, really bleak, so it's a little hard to watch sometimes. Uh, I'll, I'll keep trying to pick it up, I've only gotten through like two episodes, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, the other thing I watched this past week was... Um, are you guys familiar with the DJ Group Justice? Say that again. Are you familiar with the DJ Group Justice? Oh, uh, yep. I've heard you mention it yeah. or them. Uh, they released this, um, well, what they call the space opera in movie theaters. So I went to go check that out. It was called Iris, a space opera by Justice. And uh, it was essentially just them on a stage, uh, playing their latest album, Women Worldwide, with some with a light show going on and some camera work involved. No audience or anything, it was just them playing on stage. So, uh... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it was kind of cool. I mean, like, the lights were pretty cool, like, what they did with it and the aesthetics for it. Um, I will say that, uh... The experience was kind of ruined by some people that were behind us. I mean, I, I get like, you know, it's, you're playing justice and you want to, you know, whoop and holler and all that, but God, these people behind us kept laughing every two seconds, I feel. It was like nonstop. It, like, you know, there's some guys Maybe that like. They were. Yeah. Under the influence of something? Well, I went. When I. I wanted to get a look at them when I left, and it was kind of strange, because they look like they're dressed to go to a club or something. Instead, they were just at go to AMC. AMC. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I guess this is the fallback. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we're not old enough to get into a regular club, because it's 18 over, so we can go <laughs> to this instead. And we're gonna... This is I'm living my truth, okay? <laughs> yeah, is this, is this club 15 up or is it 18 up? <laughs> <laughs> Unless the movie was rated NC-17, then it'd be yeah. kind of tough for them to be able to get in anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so I checked that out. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really recommend checking out unless like you're really into justice but yeah yeah i mean from from what you told me just now yeah. and given the title of it uh i would in my head i formed this thing where it would have been like something more to do with space <laughs> yeah or being called a space opera i thought there was gonna be a i, I guess that was my fault for not looking up or looking into it more, I kind of just maybe they based on the title. Maybe space maybe they just meant maybe they just meant space like we are in a space and we're gonna play <laughs> music now. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you say it that way, uh, I mean they're they're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, Aside from that, I actually started watching this old TV show just because my friends were talking about it a lot, and it got me kind of interested. And now my YouTube algorithm is completely screwed up because every video on there is literally from this TV show. 
It's for a TV show called G Gundam. Have you guys heard of that show? Uh, no, but I know I mean, what a Gundam is. I'm here. David's over there. Uh, that's all of your friends. So w- who? <laughs> told you? I didn't recommend I, any I Gundam stuff. Didn't tell you to watch this show. Stu, did you? I, nope, it wasn't me. Mm. Well, I have other friends, all right. I see him in the mirror every day when I wake up. He's my best <laughs> oh, friend. That's the moment we're gonna. All right, go ahead and uh, we're gonna I disconnect us. Uh, ben now at this point i mean well, i've always known that ben because like who the fuck would be named buoy what the fuck kind of name is that yeah, is that the guy who went to the bathroom and then never came back no, no. Oh. that person shall not be spoken of yeah. about can't say his name they're de- they're dead to everyone yep Ooh. i don't even know his name anymore um <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, that sounds like it was. Wait. This G Gundam. What? What were you telling, saying about G Gundam? Oh, yeah. oh. Before uh, I before I was making fun of you. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> you already started that when we started, but. <laughs> well, the most recent one. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so G Gundam is. I mean, I know you guys have seen like Gundam Wing before, right? Is it related to Gundam or Gundam Wing? It's related in the sense that they're. They're robots that look like Gundams. Okay. That's about it. It doesn't have any of the same story elements or anything from Gundam Wing or anything. It's its okay. own series. It's The only similarities are the robots kind of look like each other. However, this... Um, what made this show so amazing to me was how... The sex scenes. Well, aside from the sex scenes... Nudity. Besides the <laughs> nudity, was how over the fucking top it was... Like, it was so fucking cheesy, and they just leaned into it really, really, really hard. So, here's here's the setup for it. Um, Earth is, like, a barren wasteland now, and every other country has moved into space. But there are still people left behind on Earth because they're too poor to move up there. However, to determine who governs the universe... Every country holds a Gundam tournament every, I think, 10 years or something. I can't remember this span of time. And they'll send a Gundam that represents their country to go fight for them. So, you know, Mexico will have a Gundam, America has a Gundam, Japan has a Gundam, etc. Now, the Gundams that represent each country are so fucking ridiculous, like... Does the Mexico Gundam have a sombrero? Yes. And a mustache. Oh my god. <laughs> and yes. A, and he has cactus arms. And a mustache? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I have to watch now. And, and guess what his name is? Guess what his name is? It's Tequila oh, Gundam. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, okay, but my favorite Gundam in the whole series is the American Gundam. They, Obviously. They just... Oh my god, it's a... Um, it's a football player. But wait, nice. it's not just a football player. It's also a boxer. So nice. it's shoulder pads an astronaut. detach from it and turn into boxing gloves. Nice. But wait, there's more. It has it has a, sh- a six-shooter revolver on its hip, and it only awesome. fires from the hip. So nice. it's a cowboy. But wait, there's more. It has a surfboard. <laughs> Holy shit! It's uh, that. That's is it like game. a, is it like a phase surfboard that can like slice through other Gundams or no? It's just a surfboard. Just a, 
It's just like a hover surfboard that it rides on. Okay. <laughs> Does it really need to ride on it? Doesn't it? Don't Gundams fly by themselves, anyways? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a flex on people. Uh, okay. It's just, nice. It's just like, yeah, I got a surfboard. Well, what are you gonna do about it? Just like uh, real America, just like to flex on people. So. Yeah, but. It'd only be more American if it threw apple pie at people. Yeah. But Jesus. An apple pie launcher. <laughs> That's its final attack. <laughs> apple pie launcher. <laughs> it it opens into a bald eagle. It's like uh, heavy arms where his chest opens up and there's more Gatling guns. It's like that, except it's Amer- it's apple pie. Pie gun? <laughs> it's, it's an apple pie launcher. Oh my god, wait, wait, wait. So when it turns into the boxer form... It actually, oh it actually, um, it has a chest plate on, and it ejects it, mm-hmm. so it can show its bare chest for boxing. Nice. Holy fuck! Now, why wow. would you need boxing gloves? Like, boxing gloves are supposed to protect like your hands and also like, like, distribute the force stuff, yeah. of the punch, so you don't just like kill each other instantly. Yeah. So like, you'd want to do more damage if you're a Gundam, though. But you wouldn't know he's a boxer without the signature That's boxing. That's true. Yeah, and you, it would he just looked like a brawler. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Stu. Oh, Sorry. And also, what was it? Norway's Gundam is literally a giant windmill. <laughs> they have like a whole fleet of them, and they are literally <laughs> just windmills. Like they don't have any specific design to them, other than they have the face of a Gundam, <laughs> and it's a windmill that flies. Oh my god, I'm looking this at... Is bro- I'm this looking- is brought to you by the the country who also had that... Wait, was it a Japanese uh, advertisement where the black guy walks into... The, uh, like, they put him in the washing machine, he comes out, it's a white guy? It was, I know it was Asian, but I don't know what kind of Asian. It, <laughs> it might have been Japanese or Korean. Or Chinese. I know it's one of those two. Asian. It's not Chinese. Yeah, Chinese would be way more on the nose about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> they would have literally just dumped bleach on him. Yeah. <laughs> you white now? Wait, who has the mermaid Gundam? I'm just looking at random pictures. Oh shit, I can't remember who's the mermaid gun, but the, holy shit, that one flag. was great. It looked like a fish. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, is that switch? Whose flag is that? Finland? I don't know. I I can't remember who had the mermaid. Where's, where's Darren when you need him? <laughs> Which one are you looking at? The the Mermaid Gundam. Mermaid Gundam. I only see Dragon... Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't scroll down further enough. Wait. Lumber Gundam. Hang on. Oh, yeah. So, having, having, having said all of this, I'm very curious right now. Yeah. Like, we've, you know, all the... We've touched on all, like, the stereotypical, like, Gundams. You got the American, the Mexican one. What does the Jap- Japanese Gundam look like? He is a god of Gundam. Is he just yeah. like a normal no. badass looking Gundam? Yeah, no, he's literally called God Gundam. <laughs> oh, okay, so he's the cool one and everyone else is a meme. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that's literally the whole, yeah, the whole thing. It's God Gundam. Ooh, this is interesting. The, this show's very progressive. It, it includes a Taiwanese Gundam. <laughs> what, you mean the, the China God Gundam? Gundam just looks like... Right? The what? You mean, right, David? The, the China Gundam, right? No, <laughs> there's a separate one. What do you mean there's a separate one? That doesn't make sense, David. <laughs> it's the China Gundam. God Gundam just looks like Wing Wing Zero. 
Yeah, but you know that this one's cooler though. He's fucking. This dragon. He's got like the same headpiece, the same color scheme. Okay, whatever. The, the, let's not turn but this he's into a dragon. The, let's not turn this into the Gundam Wing rant episode. Oh, well, it's already too yeah, late. I mean, we, we could turn that. Ooh, episode. the Cuban Gundam. What the? It's just a giant cigar. <laughs> oh it's, man! No, it's just a giant defecting baseball player. Wow! But yeah, they have like a whole fleet of these these Gundams that represent every country. It's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I could uh, if you if you want to know what the show's about, just like check the first episode out at least, and it um, also check out in the English dub because everything they say is so fucking over the top. <laughs> like it's ridiculous it? everyone will be like talking in unison and shit and like saying these dramatic speeches oh my uh, god I'm so- is it on uh, are you watching it on Crunchyroll actually all the episodes are on YouTube so uh, what yeah. for free for free so, shout out to Crunchyroll okay. uh, shout out to our sponsors Crunchyroll but yeah Subscribe actually it might be on for- Crunchyroll too so uh, yeah. enter Dos and a half Cinco's on Crunchyroll for a two hundred percent subscription increase. <laughs> <laughs> for mobile uh, mobile fighter G Gundam. Yeah. Subscriptions. Alright, well, uh, this week was a little bit on the slow for like the news cycle and stuff like that, but um, that sounds a pretty good place for us to go ahead and move on. We move on to our box office rundown for this week uh coming at number one is it chapter two that is our movie of the week uh falling from number one to number two is angel has fallen uh taking the third spot is good boys we reviewed that two weeks ago no three weeks ago at this point uh holding the fourth spot is the lion king i don't remember how many oh this is its eighth week in the top 10 uh down from number three Number four, uh, number five is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That's down from number four. Overcomer is still holding pretty strongly at number six. Uh, number seven is a surprise. Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold yeah. fell out of the top ten last week and is back now in the top ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ben couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, it's almost like they found a lost city of gold. That is- <laughs> <laughs> David, did you just shit your pants? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, number eight is so Ready or Not, <laughs> down from number five. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is still holding on to a top ten spot, down from number seven at number nine now. And number ten, pulling up the rear, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, movies of note that have fallen out of the top ten is Angry Birds, which is now placed at number twelve. And Spider-Man was eight because of the additional, you know, uncut scenes that were added. Um, that, you know, only lasted for about a week, and now it's down to number thirteen. Uh, gentlemen, any thoughts, comments, concerns? Uh, I guess. Well, um, from it, oh, go ahead. No, you go. Okay, fine. Aside from it, chapter two, there wasn't actually any big releases, so I, uh, it's not very surprising to say that it did very well. But considering the R rating, I'm surprised it just... <laughs> <laughs> he did it. I was wait. I wanted to see if he was going to do it again, and there it is. Yeah, and 
that's it for me on this podcast. I'll see you all okay. next week. <laughs> all right, shit. Well, yeah, David, what do we talk about now? <laughs> well, I don't know. I figure we could just keep talking about Dora and see maybe we can oh, get hey, Ben to come hey, back um, on because we're. Oh, see, look at that. Oh, he's he's back. back. Okay. So, what was your favorite part in Dora the Explorer? My favorite part was the whole thing. I know. Yeah, I know. My favorite part was the drug scene. Which. Would you stop? We talked about this last week. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in general, I think the only thing that's really surprising me at this point is still the Lion King is still holding. I mean, who it, at this point hasn't seen it? Me. Me. Okay, that wanted to see oh, okay. it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, like, it is like surprising. Who, like, that's still 4.3 million. I mean, that's not a lot compared to, obviously, I think you can combine all the rest of the, like, the you know, number two through 20, and you still won't have enough to be able to overtake, you know, it chapter two. But at the same time, I mean, like, holy moly, like, The Lion King is still top five for eight straight weeks. Well, I mean, like, I I guess it's kind of an easy pick for a lot of people, right? I mean, let's say you just don't know what to do with your friends or something, or maybe you're taking your kids out to go see a movie. You go in, it's like, where are you going to see? And you've... And you've already seen Lion King six times, yeah. and oh, Here. what's that? Lion King is still in theaters. Well, I guess we'll watch that again. And that's how everyone went to go see Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess I shouldn't really sit, I shouldn't talk because when I was a kid, when the original came out, I pretty I'm pretty sure me and my sister made my parents take us to go see that. I think it was seven times. So, so you're the little shit who keeps the Lion, Lion King? King in the top ten. For the good one, I kept the good one in theaters. I didn't see well, this pile of shit. So well, the the thing is, this is like I think it makes sense for you know Stu Stu when he was like growing up. You have a, an emotional connection to a movie like that, especially an animated film. For it's very, uh, it makes a lot of sense for that that age group. But just for me, a lot of people, the, a lot of the reviews I keep hearing about. The Lion King, it just like it doesn't have that emotional, like lat, uh, attachment that most other films that have that long staying. Like for example, like Titanic. I heard about one lady who watched it. I think like you know thirty two times or something like that in the theaters because wow. she just you know I think she like said she was a survivor or something like that. But you know it, there's usually it's just like if there's an emotional attachment to something that's will. Um, you know, draw people to keep coming back, and everything I've heard from this version of the, you know, live action version just doesn't seem to have that staying power for some reason. It doesn't seem that way, but it looks like it does. I haven't seen it, but I can just tell you just by looking at some of the pictures of stills, like it's to me, it's like clear why nobody really liked it is because it looks like it looks bad. Well, well put. Well, bad, bad still gets I you mean, four. That's, you know, fourth place for eight straight yeah, weeks. Yeah, which for, you know, that's um, the surprising part is that it's just got like a death grip on this. You know, staying in the top five. Well, yeah, nostalgia is a hell of a grip. <laughs> I mean, if it was, I would have seen shots. it, but you know, I haven't, and neither have you. And yeah. David, you didn't see it either. No, not yet. Yeah, but so, I guess because this week nothing really big's coming out, so. <laughs> Maybe this is my time to, to go take a look and see. Oh my god. Yeah, this week's gonna be uh, pretty slim pickings again too. So I mean, Hustler I heard is really good. Oh, yeah, actually, certified I did, fresh. I did hear that that's like good. literally, 
the only one coming out, which, I mean, from what I was looking at, it's like, oh, we're probably going to end up watching that one. All right, cool. So it's decided. <laughs> we're going to go see David's co Yeah, J-Lo, thank you for uh, listening to our podcast. We're going to be reviewing your movie uh, next Yeah, week. we're going to take a uh, real yeah. good look at you. Mm. Yeah, J-Lo, your co-worker, right? Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Okay. Is your co-worker's name actually... Correct, Jennifer Lopez. For real? For real. Is, <laughs> is, she, she, is she like Michael Bolton in Office Space? <laughs> I think she actually. I think she actually enjoys um, Jennifer Lopez's oh, music. Damn. I mean, she probably It'd be funnier if she I, I if she You know what the funny her. thing is? I haven't asked her if she liked the entire catalog. <laughs> you cel- do you celebrate his, her entire catalog? <laughs> I do. <laughs> what's not to love that's funny I mean what's your favorite song it's so hard to pick shout out to J-Lo yep um, so yeah that, that probably will be our <laughs> movie to pick for this week um, ah shit I was gonna say something I forgot <laughs> sorry Stu um, but yeah I mean outside of that that's probably everything else seems like it should be quite in a place but it looks like you know It Chapter 2 had just monopolized the entire weekend and I think it, it Probably, I, if I were a betting man, I'd probably say it would probably still be there next week. Yeah. At number one. In top spot. And I think Hustlers might come in pretty close to number two, probably at, I don't know, probably f- so do you 20, wanna, 28 million. Do you want to take a wager right now to see uh, if Lion King will fall out of top five or not by next week? Ooh. What are we wagering? Uh, Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Ooh. Loser, loser buys everyone a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Well, how, how, at, at some point. Oh, okay. That's. Oh, <laughs> I was like, how I don't care I how you get it. You fucking go get that. Sandwich. <laughs> you just start, you, you go to like the uh, Popeye's chicken forum and just be like back and be like, hey, is there any? Meetings of uh, you know, no, where see, you can get a, I gotta get my chicken, fix. Those chicken sandwiches. Yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> um, now what you gotta do is you gotta apply for a job at Popeye's corporate office, and then once you're in on the like, once you're on the inside, then that's where you can. All right, guys, where are we keeping the chicken sandwiches? And then uh, that's how. And you the best part is they'll teach you how to make it. Not only that, but they'll pay you to make. No. <laughs> Man, that's a job. And you'll have the power <laughs> to, to make it whenever you want to. Then ten years later, we just walk away like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, speaking of chicken-related news, um, Jollibee is moving its headquarters to West Covina. Wait, that's a wait, wait, wait. That's is a this smart real? decision. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know if you're shitting me. The, I, I'm not kidding you. No, he's shitting you not is... Uh, I, I shit you not. Yeah. It is moving to West Covina. Like wh- like the corporate office? Or is it going to be like... The corporate office. No, the corporate office. And then they're also going to be... They said they're, might, they're probably going to be building a Jollibee at the Eastland Mall. Oh, my God. Wait, th- does that mean there's <laughs> going to be like a full-time dedicated guy in a Jollibee suit? I wouldn't put it past them. But they the re, the part of their like press release that they made was they wanted to be the in and out of West Covina. You know how like they, he wanted they wanted to be what in and out is to Baldwin Park. In and out <laughs> is the in and out of everywhere. Like you can't be you can't be the in and out of something. No, like the, be the corporate office is the corporate office is in Baldwin Park. Wait, or in no, and it's out. not. So 
Yeah. It's in Irvine. Well, I mean, also Irvine. Too. Well, it's both. <laughs> the original In-N-Out, the very original In-N-Out is from Baldwin Park. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. And I think they also yeah. have their training uh, In-N-Out Center University in, there yeah. or whatever they oh. call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, In-N-Out U. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And then so they wanted Jollibee to be the Jollibee of West Covina, I guess. The Jolly, <laughs> Jollibee wants their Jollibee in West Covina to be the Jollibee of West Covina. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, no, it was more is, elegant is, than the other way. Is the, is the Jollibee <laughs> just going to be like in the corner of a seafood city? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the back corner. No, they said the it's going to be a thir- They wanted to do a 13-story building. Uh, a 13-story like building? Build one or... Oh, maybe they can take that Wells Fargo building. Actually, I was thinking maybe they they would uh, take over uh, Pacific Palms and just uh, <laughs> just build that into the uh, <laughs> into the Jolly. I think it'd be much more fitting for a, a Filipino outfit to just be just like tucked in the corner of the Seafood City or uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, the the re- uh, the red ribbon. No, no, no. Uh, the other Filipino grocery store. Uh, I only know Seafood, yeah, City. Seafood City. There's like, there's two. There's like right across the street from each other. Uh, That's oh, all the right other there. Seafood City. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's Seafood City too. Yeah, that's right. No, it's not even Seafood City. Yeah, they're too, all numbered. The Seafood City on the other side. Oh, it's just okay. Yeah, that's the good one. The other one's kind of like kind of cheap. Uh, <laughs> so after after uh, the food's been there for a week, then it gets all shipped over to number two for <laughs> another week. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, we had a segue, I just remembered that, um, that was some interesting news I got today. I was like, what? Yeah, they wanted to be what, uh, Rosemead is to Panda Express and what In-N-Out is to Baldwin How do you Park. know all this stuff? Someone sent me an article today oh about it. Uh, I guess the yeah. other one's called Island Pacific. No, it's Seafood City, too. Okay, yeah, sorry. That was that was they they there was a, there was a, a hostile takeover and they just kind of took it so <laughs> turned it into a seafood city yeah. too. So that's it for our box office rundown for this week. We'll be right back with our movie pick of the week, it chapter two after these messages. Are you eating shrimp chips? This episode brought to you by shrimp chips. It's not quite shrimp. Shrimp chips and seafood city. And Jolly <laughs> They're not quite chips, they're not. but they're also not shrimp because Ben can eat them. <laughs> no, like shrimp chips. I, I can't. Shrimp chips. That will still kill Ben. Because <laughs> it's, it's got authentic, uh, that authentic ocean and uh, shrimp. That authentic dust. ocean flavor. <laughs> From the from the briny deep, this kills the Ben. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a Ben in your life that can't eat shrimp? Well, here's your solution: just feed him some shrimp chips. Yeah, get him out of your life by feeding him <laughs> shrimp chips. Who Who needs a person who can't eat shrimp in their life? I don't. You. And welcome back. Right now, we are going to be reviewing the movie of the week: It Chapter Two. Ben, what have you got for us? It Chapter 2. After observing a billboard for a clown college, Homer cannot resist becoming an official crack of the clown impersonator. 
Ben grown awry, however, when he's mistaken for the real Krusty the Clown by none other than the Springfield Mafia. What's wrong, homie? <laughs> That's it. That you people have kept me down long enough. I'm going to clown cult. That was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> My favorite part of the episode was all 22 glorious minutes of it. Oh, uh, okay. That was a, a nice a nice uh, switcheroo there, Ben. Yep. Wait, did, did we all watch something else? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't watch It Chapter 2? You watched the... You just watched the, that the Simpsons, episode? You just watched Simpsons that Simpsons episode for three hours. <laughs> no, that was It Chapter 2. You know, Homer becomes a clown. And then kills everyone. Yeah. I guess we didn't watch the same thing. But, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll make it work. Just wing it. Why don't you just wing it, man? Just like, just wing it. Yeah, just wing it. Alright, Ben, go ahead and uh, wing it. What is It Chapter 2 about? I didn't have anything else written down. Oh. That was it. I, I leaned too hard into it, and I flew too close to the sun, <laughs> and now I, I'm just sitting <laughs> in my own shit. <laughs> you were supposed to just move on from it, you know? You are supposed to just, nope, just ignore me. We, we lean... You are the load-bearing synopsis that we need. Everything else collapses without it. Yeah, like, this, this podcast is like this, collapsing in it on like, itself. Yep, like a black hole. Into without it, it, you are our Cinnabon. <laughs> I don't even remember it, how it, that started. What load, load bearing, bearing Cinnabon? Cinnabon? I know. I, how did that start? Load bearing Cinnabon. Yeah. Uh, that was like episode four, I think. That is correct. Uh, we were talking about the uh, Montclair Mall. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how, right. That's what it was. Everything realized. How Cinnab- How all mall, all, pretty much all malls, uh, the, the uh, foundation is built, uh, uh, on you know, on the uh, Cinnabon. So. And the Sparrow. And Sparrow, yeah. Orange Julius is also kind of there. Yeah. They all they all share that. And load. hot dog, hot dog on a stick. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Those are. Those are like the four pillars. Was that four? Yeah. Sure, let's call it four. There's like the pillar. They're like the four foundational pillars that keep them all from just utter chaos. Anyways, well, uh, it, it Chapter yep. 2, uh, it was the second movie of the first It movie. See, this is what happens when I have to do <laughs> it, the synopsis. <clears throat> uh, it, it Chapter 2 follows the story of seven kids who were in the original chapter one 27 years later where they are faced with their fears once again how will they survive will they make it in time tune in next week (laughs) dragon ball z Z. i was like oh this sounds really really good and then i was like i'm running out of steam oh crap this is turning into a really bad recap well and Frieza (laughs) and Frieza's back. Uh, Did you actually? Were you reading that, or were you just off the top of your? I was. That was off the top. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, uh, everyone should know by now. It's the second movie of the Killer Clown. It uh, and yeah, pretty much what David said. uh, Yeah. 
So twenty-seven years later. Twenty-seven years later, Bill their... Hader's in it. Yay! Yay! Bill Hader was awesome in it. Well, I guess we'll just we'll leave it at that. So, right. um, Stu, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was okay. I fair. Yeah, I wasn't too. I wasn't like blown away by it. Um, if I would say anything, I would say the first one I definitely enjoyed more. Um, the second one had its moments, but ultimately, I think it just it didn't didn't measure up to the first one for me. So I mean, I would still recommend watching it. Um, it just I, for me, it just uh, just wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, I think that that probably is the best way to sum it up. Like you, you're kind of almost obligated to watch the second one because it ends the saga. Mm-hmm. It ends this like this whole narrative of what happens. So I feel it's kind of necessary, but at the same time, the one thing I would have to tell people to watch out for it's a th- it's a, almost a three hour movie. Yeah, that's uh, that caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, it was really long. Actually, um, before going to see it. Uh, I didn't know it was three hours long, and as soon as I got the tickets, I'm like, holy crap, this is three hours, so I made sure to pick the earliest show time I could so I don't, you know, get home at, like, 12 or something. (laughs) Yeah, I saw it at um, uh, 11 a.m., so, and I got out at, like, 3. You're like, what? Where is my day gone? (laughs) Yeah, I saw it at 6.45, and then I got out of the theater. It was already, like, around 10.30 almost. I was like, my goodness. This is a long movie. Um, so if you had to give it a rating, uh, for me, what would you give it? For me, uh, I'll probably give it a, uh, I'll give it a six and a half. Okay. Uh, ben, thoughts? Uh, yeah. So really long, and unfortunately, I don't think a lot of it was necessary. So okay. I, I thought it was a lot of fluff. I guess there's not a lot of substance okay. in there. But I, you know, watching it, I, I, I would be lying if I say I didn't enjoy what I was seeing to some extent. It's not something that I fell in love with, and I said, oh, you know, this is like the greatest movie I've ever seen, or you know, really scared, you mm-hmm. know, really scared me and really shook me to my core, and you know, had a really good narrative arc. I, I can't say any of that though. Um, it, it was a good watch though. It wasn't a movie that I wanted to just leave halfway through and tell Letty, hey, I gotta go take a dump. And just, <laughs> just leave Letty at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go take the. Uh, I had to leave. <laughs> Letty's gonna be like, "Wait, I know what that means." <laughs> Don't you do it? Don't you do it? But um, yeah, it was uh, it was an okay movie, like like Stu said. You know, and nothing that okay. amazing. It wasn't too great, though. I mean, during the during the movie, there were times where I'm like, "All right, this is kind of dragging a bit." You're yeah. You know, check your watch, see how much time has passed. You know, and then when you look back I on mean, it, like, you, you really see the the cracks and tears in it. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I well, had, if you had to give it a rating, uh, what would you give it? Uh, similar to Stu, probably six and a half, actually. Okay, Stu. I was just gonna say, like it, like all those points um, are. I agree, and then, but it's really like those are like the main points that like the main criticisms. Uh, it had you know everything else like the actors and everything those were all great yeah, yeah. it was good production value and all that stuff so 
Like, okay. It's not a well, it's I, not a badly made movie. Yeah, yeah. I was, that's I was true. Just say, like the production value on it was really good. Like all the like the sets, costumes, everything. You know, mm-hmm. the way they set the town once again. It, it was really good, you know. The visuals were really striking, too. I can't say that, you know, it was something really dull to look at. A lot of the set pieces, a lot of the, mm-hmm. a lot of the scenery in, in the movie, a lot of the visuals that, you know, was created by Pennywise. It, w- it was really nice to look at. But it did it do anything for the story? Not really. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like a lot of the, this movie compared to the first one relied a lot more on jump scares it definitely relied more on its visual and then it spent a lot of its time like you were saying fluff uh there a lot of it's like you know building up that backstory so i i one of my coworkers i was speaking to about the movie today mentioned that he was he said that you know the movie is two hours and 50 minutes long he thinks it could have been down to about two hours and ten yeah and it would have still probably just had much impact. Obviously, they wanted to be able to kind of build this idea of them having to come back together to be able to, you know, face Pennywise one more time and have a little bit more substance behind it than just saying, oh, the clown's back, let's go. Because uh, that would that movie would have been probably 40 minutes at most. That would have been, they were to... that would have been Dwayne The Rock Johnson Presents It Chapter 2. <laughs> standing tall and then subtitle standing tall right? well yeah because um, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in it they wouldn't have don't to you say it to spend don't you so say much it. time don't you say it like they could just all teleport to where they need to be you know? it's like, you know, oh, I live in Antarctica now oh just come you know come back to Derry oh okay like five minutes later they're back I'm just saying, you know, if they had the rock in this, it would be done. You know, they wouldn't even have to venture down in that stupid little hole. They could just fucking teleport in there. Although, I will say this. Can you imagine the climax being Dwayne The Rock Johnson suplexing Pennywise uh, into into oblivion? Awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, let's all go see Doom again, where he actually does (laughs) wrestle Carl Urban at the end of the movie. Yeah. But then he was the bad guy, and I'm not really down for that. So. Oh yeah, it's sport doom spoiler. Sorry, everyone. Well, but um, I mean, all those thoughts aside, I still thought it was okay. I definitely would have given uh, the first one probably a seven, seven and a half, and then this one gets knocked down a point because I just think pacing was decent. I mean, it didn't feel like a three-hour movie the entire time, but there were definitely points where, like you guys said, it was dragging a little bit on the backstory. I'm like, they could have probably combined a couple of them together just to be able to kind of make it easier um, to be able to kind of shorten it and condense it, but overall, it definitely made it very kind of interesting, and it definitely helped weave the two stories together. That way, they didn't feel like they were so, you know, separated, but it definitely felt a little bit more integrated, so... I mean, I guess, um, I guess yeah. that's what happens when you try to make a movie out of an 1,100-page book. Yeah. So, like, all that stuff plays in an 1,100-page book, but when you try to, like, cram it all into a movie, maybe not so much. Yeah. The The crazy thing is, didn't wasn't the, uh, the original movie that was done, uh, that one was also really long, right? Wasn't it, like, three and a half hours? That was a miniseries. Yeah, it was a series. Yeah, so... You idiot. Sorry. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, you're a Neither star. did I. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, yeah, but um, but do you guys remember what the runtime was for the entire thing? I do. Not. The miniseries. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, luckily I have something at my fingertips called Google, and it was a hundred and ninety-two minutes. So, three hours and ten minutes? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's still shorter than it chapter one and two put together. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Well, I mean, I think the... With all the... The drag and everything, I think this could have probably benefited from being a long-form TV series, honestly. Yeah, that might have been pretty good oh well hindsight yep so but um but yeah i think that pretty much wraps up our just a regular review on it um we're gonna step into the spoiler zone uh we're gonna be talking about our favorite parts of the movie and uh, some of the important plot points so uh, stick around if you want to hear what our thoughts are on that. If not, then uh, go see the movie, and uh, we'll see you next <laughs> week or something. Yeah, and still listen to this so that we get like the you know the what do they call it? So we get the money eventually. Like the we get the viewer. What do they call it? Retain retaining retainment or whatever. Just yeah, whatever. Shut up. I'm I edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stu. So the the one thing I wanted to talk about is how Pennywise at the very end, the scariest form that he takes reminds me of the giant enemy crabs from Genji. Wow. Wow, really? I mean, I guess I guess I could see <laughs> right. it. That was that was the first thing that popped in my head and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's a giant enemy crab." I could not unsee it. Wait, I don't that. I don't remember that happening in Overwatch. Wow. But no, it's... the uh, the PS3 game that was one of the like the launch titles. It became a meme. Yeah. It was a historical. Oh, was that battle. the crab battle? That's not the crab no, battle no, no, one, no, is no. it? Uh, or I mean, yeah, that is the crab battle. That is like, the crab battle one. Or uh-huh. it was historical Japanese battles that actually took place. And here's a giant enemy crab. Yes, that's what I. That's that's all I. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't unsee it at that wow. point, and I actually started laughing when he turned into that, and I was like, I know this is supposed to be scary, but it doesn't scare, this one's not scary. Actually, I think a lot of people have that sentiment about this movie, is that it was pretty much not scary for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the first movie did a, such a good job of um, you know cranking up the scares, even if they were just jump scares or something yeah like they did yeah, the first one for sure yeah they um what was it there were two scenes that i remember from the first film and this film like i think there was probably one scene where i was like oh man they got me good on that one but that's about it mm-hmm. and it wasn't really that memorable uh right. so, mm-hmm. so in the first movie we had the the scene where georgie first sees pennywise in the uh in the gutter right i mean you know Oof. deep down inside you're like okay i know what's gonna happen you know, but it, it just like drags it out so long, you know, where he's talking to him and Pennywise is trying to get him closer and closer and closer, right? And you just feel this dread just approaching you and it's just not stopping. And finally, when it does yeah. happen, it it goes all in on it. It 
know, Pennywise bites his arm off. I, I, I remember being so shocked by that. I'm like, oh my god, they just showed that. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, he just takes yeah, him, oh, them dragging the body <laughs> in and he was going to be disappeared. Yeah, but yeah. no, they like ripped his arm off. I'm like, holy fuck, you know. That, that really set the tone for the movie. And then um, the other scene was the garage scene. I really like that scene. It, it, yeah, it was the same like, kind oh, of thing where, yeah. it, 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 you know, it just slowly becomes a, a lot more unnerving as time goes on where they're going through the slides and then you slowly see Pennywise. All the kids start freaking out. They're trapped in this garage. They don't know what to do. And finally, you get this moment of relief where they, like, uh, they knock the projector off. But then it just keeps yeah. going. And then at that yeah. point, it's like, Oh shit! There's no way to stop this, and then yeah. it just ah mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that scene really took it for me. Yeah. And it's so that, that's like a that was that scene in particular was like that's like a an example of how to do like a a good jump scare because yeah. like that whole time those those slides were going and it's slowly revealing Pennywise in the slide. Yeah, like you just like I just I just remember having like that like tingle up my spine like oh my god what oh my god it's he's he's in the slides. And yeah. then, and then you know, you think it's over, but then oh no, he's gonna pop out of the, the projector thing or the the screen or uh, that screen they were watching it on. So yeah, and he does. And it was great. That payoff was great. Um, in this one, there was only one real scene I remember being like, oh man, that the payoff of that was really good, and it was the uh, the scene where Bev goes and. Um, goes to her old apartment or her right. old home uh mm-hmm. that i mean i know oh, they showed the in the old tra- lady yeah they, they showed the trailers for that like a lot right but um yeah that was I, the first trailer i saw for it yeah but they uh they changed it which i was really happy about you know they uh they altered it away from what they showed in the trailer which was really cool you know kind of subverted mm-hmm. your expectations for it and you're you know you're expecting mm-hmm. to see you know naked old grandma run at um at Jessica Chastain, but then you got the CGI uh, deformed old woman just running at her. It's just like, oh shit, you know. So, yeah, payoff for that was pretty good, but uh, I would still say that the scares from it chapter one really still stuck with me more than the ones in this one. I can't even really tell you another one that out that you know really stuck out to me in this one. Honestly, for me, I felt like the most interesting part that I had wasn't the ending it was actually them like seeing them all together and then them having to like separate to be able to go get each other's totems I like those parts the most mm-hmm. really those that was the thing that stuck out to me was all the backstory stuff and then and then to have that final battle where they pretty much just they talk Pennywise and down to size and then they rip his heart out and then crush it and that's how they beat him I'm just like that's the payoff I get for sitting here for two and a half hours. Yeah, I I was not a fan of. Uh, well, first I want to circle back to what um, the scene that Ben was talking about. Pretty much the scene from the trailer. For me, that was it. For, it to me, well, this is just for me. It was underwhelming for me just because because I guess I'd seen it in the trailer and when I remember the first time I saw it I like already I was like getting that ting- that same kind of tingle from like the first movie in those scenes and then I guess I saw it so many times in trailers that like once the scene came I was just like 
it didn't just didn't hit me that hard. Yeah, so yeah, I can see that. It's kind of like a meh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I almost, if they hadn't shown that in the trailer, I think it would have, I would have been like shitting my pants. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, um, I could totally see it from that kind of, from that angle. Like, it, it really cheapens the blow because you know when it's going to happen too. That's the problem. Right. With it, like uh, the trailer showed you step by step. Okay, this is these are the beats of what, yep. what's going to happen. This is when she's going to disappear. This is when you have to mm. expect something's going to happen. But right. you know, I, I am glad that they kind of took steps to doing something that wasn't from the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. what I felt like they were they were more happy with just trying to gross you out than actually scare you. That's the way I felt like a lot of the yeah, I think, uh, decisions and special effects were geared towards that instead of building that suspense and and then just really just kind of giving it to you at, at like an unforeseen time. I think the only like scary part that I probably like remember is at the very beginning when um, the guy's boyfriend gets thrown over the river and then you see a hand come out. I was like, oh, he got there in time. And then you slowly, it kind of like fades in and out as he's like, you know, going underwater, coming up from water, and then you see like the the figure kind of come up, and I'm like, "Holy crap! That's you know, that's Pennywise." So, yep. I have to say yeah, though, was... I mean that that scene was pretty brutal, but at the same time, I don't really think it was necessary. I know it was part of the books, or part of the book, but I mean, it, it was definitely one of those things I viewed as you know, kind of the fat of the movie that you could definitely trim off. It, it was kind of providing this um, or setting up the story to have something to do more with like a homophobic message or something and it doesn't do anything with it it's just like oh hey you know, it's just like there's this guy and uh, he's gay and we're beating him and we throw him out and you know he's drowning and there's Pennywise <laughs> he ate him oh my gosh I think he doesn't care if he's gay or not <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of heard some people kind of echoing that sentiment and for me i actually kind of liked how that that uh scene opened up and uh then main and the reason why is because uh it kind of shows you like or kind of illustrates kind of like how like how sinister like this this pennywise you know uh, actually like really is because like i mean like because like you know he just takes this person who is just, you know, beaten. I mean, obviously Pennywise doesn't care that he's gay and, and that he was just, you know, just got beaten up because he was gay. Like he just, mm. you know, he's just gonna take this person and just fucking chomp their heart out. So, right. for yeah. me, I actually thought I liked th- that scene, um, but I know a lot of people, you know, saying that they don't really like it. So. Yeah, I mean, well, it, I didn't have a problem with like the content of it. It's just like I wish. It actually had something to do with the story, you know. They propped it up, and then... oh yeah, because I well, because at that point you don't know which characters are who. Yeah. I thought that that was like one of the guys that grew up from the original set. Yeah, and I was like, dude, which character in that in from the original kids was gay? And then that, oh. <laughs> and then you find out <laughs> that one was. Com- well, I mean, I I was trying to like put it together. I was like. Which I was like trying to figure out. I was like, which kid is this one supposed to be? Obviously, he's not wearing glasses, so he's not, you know, Bill Hader's like character. Um, I can't even remember all the kids' names. Bill Hader, uh, kid version. Richie, kid, yeah. kid oh, Bill Hader. Richie, kid Hader. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was the one thing that like stood out to me. 
uh, I remember. And then also, I feel like, for me, I felt like the one actor for the entire movie that just literally nailed it every single time was Bill Hayden. Oh my god, yeah. He stole every scene. He, he was, was hilarious. Every single scene. I wanted more of him. Well, it wasn't that just that he was hilarious. I think he really knew how to present himself in every scene, you know. It, it was some... A lot of his scenes, yeah, did call for him to be, you know, the comedic relief. But, you know, there were the emotional scenes that he was a part of. And I really think he nailed those down, like, hard. Like, uh, at the end, towards when uh, Eddie died, right? You know, he, mm-hmm. he he really portrayed, like, that he was so confident and uh, determined that Eddie was okay, that they're going to get him out. It, it wasn't that he was, like, delirious or anything. He was... He's saying like, hey, you know, he's fine. We gotta get him out. Come on, guys, let's get him up. And then when everyone starts to leave and drag him out, you know, like that sorrow and that the weeping that he was doing, it was it was crazy. You know, uh, Bill Hader really is showing that his his acting chops. Rain, yeah, absolutely. He had like an enormous range. Like he was the comic relief when things were starting to get stale. He was able to navigate like really serious conversation. Like he was able to portray like nervousness in a way that just kind of was like everybody was like that is exactly how I would probably react yeah it was very relatable very easy for me to be like if I was in the middle of this idea that I had to go fight my like childhood enemy um, that is like the supernatural thing I would probably be trying to like crack jokes and like trying to lighten the the mood a little bit and it probably wouldn't land yeah but in the same like very similar to that but he's when he does it, it's hilarious it's funny and mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely breathed a lot of life into the movie especially every scene he was in when he goes to the arcade and uh picks up the coin and then just like is standing around and then uh when they all throw their totems in and they're like oh it's not gonna burn and then he's like you know shut up <laughs> um you know because it's it's metal um but he just uh and then right at, i don't know if if maybe this was ad-libbed or not, but I feel like this was just his personality coming through that right when Pennywise has his like attention turned to the other group and he throws a rock at it, rock at him and he goes, yippee, I kaye motherfucker. <laughs> that part was amazing. I gotta say he, like when he says, yippee, kaye motherfucker. And then as soon as Pennywise opens his mouth, and he gets pulled up and then he gets mesmerized. <laughs> like he, he just drops so quick, you know, he's just so confident and cock full of himself and then he just drops like that was crazy that was that was really yeah. good i was just like oh fuck you know yeah i was super yeah, super the, not expecting that yeah yeah the the movie in and of itself not the greatest the writing could have been a little bit better pacing could have been a little bit better but i will say the casting director who casted all of them did an absolutely fantastic job yeah who i think who would have known that the they old found, guy would have been our hero who would have known? <laughs> so, I mean, the, for for me, I think they they really casted really really well. Yeah. Um, being able to find adult versions of the the child actors who played um, from the first 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 film. So um, that definitely, I really wish that they had a little bit better, you know, uh, uh, script writing. I guess a little bit. Well, to be able to kind of like let them expand a little bit, but that's what you get when you have a book that already has an ending. Well, I mean, the first movie's writer was, uh, well, he left the movie pretty early on, and the director, he's, he's capable, but I, it, it shows that he can't really do anything without a good script, you know, with, with chapter two. 
So yeah, yeah. the first uh, the first <coughs> it writer was the creator. Was it creator? I think it was creator of uh, True Detective season one. Uh, Carrie Fukunaga. Oh my god! So, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I know, best, right? I know, right? Best, like one of the best series ever made. I would say. Yeah, I know. Season season one, True Detective. Oh my god! Yeah, and he did. He was only involved with season one. Oh my god! Yeah, and they let him go on it chapter one, but he already finished the script for it, so he left before production began. It chapter two began. He didn't have any part to do with it, so. Uh, well, I think that's, that's really fucked up. Yeah, but I guess that's what happens when you have great source material, you have a really great cast, you have a decent director, but you just don't have that that really strong structure to be able to kind of build around. So, I mean, I think it could have been a lot better. I think it could have been a lot more um, if they probably had kept you know everything else consistent. If they had kept the same screenwriter, I think they would have had a good good chance to to really improve on the formula from before yeah uh oh one more thing uh the kid and the bully do you guys feel like they were necessary to the story the kid and the bully yeah oh you mean the you mean this you mean the other like the kid that got murked by (laughs) by it um, uh yeah in the in the fun house yeah and the bully I like think the, the kid is yes. The bully, like from the the one from the first one, who's all grown up now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Those, yeah, I don't know. I think a little bit. I mean, it, it's not completely unnecessary, but I feel like they wanted to be able to kind of solidify a second, a secondary like enemy, I guess. Um, that kind of explained what happened, why the, you know, what happened to the other kid after he knifed his dad in the throat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. So I can kind of understand him becoming, uh, but that 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 story arc was what maybe fifteen minutes worth. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that would that probably would have shortened the movie down to a two and a half hours. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it wasn't necessary. Yeah. But I feel like the kid's story arc, where he lived in the same house as he did before, and then on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to save him because it's like it wants to kind of show the same way is the the that the main kid's name's Billy. Is that right? Uh, Bill. Yeah, For the sake of argument, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Billy. Well, his idea has always been like, he was like kind of the ringleader, right? He was the one who lost Georgie in the first place, is running the show, and this is his, his best way to be able to kind of, for them to be able to solidify that this is the same guy, mm-hmm. that he hasn't changed. He still wants to be a protector. He's still like the older big brother. He still thinks that it's his responsibility to protect you know the younger ones uh, like for example so he kind of like pseudo takes the kid under his wing kind of like a you know he did he wanted to do with georgie yeah. but then you know was unable to save him you know now that uh you say all that and i'm thinking about it he because he did all that he's probably the reason the kid died like yeah because uh, Pennywise like saw or knew about it and is like, oh, you know, it's, I know it's gonna fuck with him. I'm gonna kill that kid. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's kind. Of, now that I think about it, it was his kind of his fault uh, yeah. for mm. getting involved with uh, that kid. Good so. job, James McAvoy, you dumbass. You. F- yeah. Way to go, fuck. idiot. Um. But, uh, so now circling back to where David was talking about earlier, uh, the ending. I was kind of like, for me, it was like, it was almost like a, there was a meta 
meta joke or not joke but there was like a little meta arc in the movie where they were saying like how the guy couldn't like didn't know how to end it and end his movie or his book yeah. that he was writing and i felt like that was kind of the same thing that happened with how they defeated pennywise because i was like for real dude that's how you're gonna that's this is how we're doing it the moral of the story is if you're bullied in school bully them back yep that's a good moral it is they literally bullied a space alien into submission (laughs) yeah so i was not a fan of that uh i won't go so so far as to say it was like equivalent to the midsummer ending mm-hmm. but uh it i was just kind of like when i realized that that's what they were doing i was just like eh. get it because they're losers and now they're they're fighting back get it they are the losers get it? you guys get it you're never never alone it's like i was just thinking like you're meaning to tell me that the native american tribe couldn't figure that part out was just to dunk on it uh, <laughs> hey guys, maybe we should say hurtful I mean, things to it. Yeah, and then wait. So he was all he had to do was just bring him onto this podcast and then just tell him how stupid and he is. We'll just pretend he's David. David. His yeah. smell <laughs> and the hair. You know, we never actually brought that stuff up, but now that you can bring it up, <laughs> <laughs> and that voice. Yeah, the voice is bad. And that whimper, uh, Jesus. And how he always says he's Taiwanese and not Chinese. That's like yeah, it's right. the same thing, right, oh, David? I always, David, what's I the, always say I'm American. We get American. it, David. Hey, David, what's American. the difference between Taiwanese and Chinese? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm American. <laughs> uh, but did you did you like at the end how they all jumped into the quarry again and they just they bathed themselves? And you mean the quarry? The Cory, the fucking Quarry, idiot. <laughs> they jumped into the Jim Carrey, and then <laughs> and they washed away all their all their past trauma. And what do you know? The scars of their childhood have just magically disappeared. Wow. I I mean no, I didn't really like that. If wow. that's what you're getting that at. Was so, wow. <laughs> The writing on this. Uh, wow. And then, I mean, I could. And then Bev and Ben get together. Oh, yeah. That was the best part of the movie. Let me tell you the best moral of the story is that Ben always gets the girl. You may look at him <laughs> and look at him in middle school. Oh, he's fat. He's ugly. He's really awkward. But look at him now. Huh? He huh, Mike? Huh? Huh? <laughs> you think in eighth grade that he was fat? Maybe he was a little insecure. And now look at him now. He's really <laughs> successful. He's really fucking hot. Yeah, go fuck yourselves, everyone else in 8th grade. He's got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you showed you showed those 8th graders, Ben. No, Ben did. We're talking about the movie. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you okay there, Ben? <laughs> you need a minute? Yeah, so the you ending was, uh, it was a little rushed, but... Um, Come back to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the ending, like you said, it was a little underwhelming. And I f- it felt kind of weird that they were saying all those things about how the ending always sucks. It's like they were prepping the audience in advance. Hey. Yeah, it's like, 
Hey, we're so- letting you know. Yeah. We're sorry in mad. advance. Yeah. Uh, promise not to get mad, yeah. uh, but the ending's going to suck. Yeah. Not good luck. Um, and, and by ending, I'm just meaning the, the, uh, the final battle. Uh, I don't mean, like, the, the wrap-up, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, um, I, I was, it kind of fell on its face, I think, uh, on the, at the end there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, any other final thoughts about, uh, It Chapter 2? Um, one thing I was wondering about, because I, I was, I it, they ha- I made a note of it when it happened in the movie, and then I kind of read something about it today, but I just want to bounce it off of you guys. So when uh, Bill Hader's character is going to go get his totem, and he has his encounter with Pennywise, he Pennywise says something to the along the lines of, I know uh, your secret, or something like that. And I was ho- waiting for that to like kind of pay off, like, okay, what's his secret? Like... I almost thought at the end when they were in the quarry that like he would like when they went to go get his glasses like something bad was going to happen. Um, but you know obviously nothing happened. But so it's like he Pennywise says he knows his secret or something like that, and then that was kind of it. Nothing was kind of revealed. Um, and I guess what some people were saying is that he was actually uh, he was actually gay and he was in love with Eddie. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was the Bill Hader's character. Oh, yeah, I thought that that's what it was. Oh well, I that mean, like uh, like when they were playing at the arcade and he was uh, talking with what's his face's cousin. Yeah. And everything, and they touched. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I that only occurs to me like after I hear someone else say it. When I was watching it, like when I see some that scene, for example, I'm just like. Oh, this guy's a dick, and he's like doesn't want to be seen associating with one of the losers. Um, and then, um, then also like when he's carving the, their name onto the to the fence or whatever, I was like, oh, that's just what you know, kids who are best friends do. Oh, okay. Well, but it, it's weird. But then because... I guess. Ev- oh, oh but, sorry. Go. I was gonna say like, I, but I guess. Because I don't know, a lot of people say there's like a lot of subtext in the books about them being gay, and it's never really explicitly, um, like they never explicitly say whether they or not they are. Um, mm-hmm. But so I just like, to me it was just like okay, well I guess you can interpret it that way. Yeah. So actually, uh, it's interesting you brought that up because I was I'm kind of a mix of what you said. Um, like when they first showed that scene where he was at the arcade, I. I, I got that feeling that, you know, he he was, you know, he's gay, hasn't come out yet, mm-hmm. so he felt kind of ashamed of that. So when he touched um, that other kid, the hit that the bully's cousin, essentially, you know, there was mm-hmm. that moment where you know they both felt it, you know that, you know they had that connection, but you know, of course his cousin comes comes out and the other guy isn't comfortable with who he is, so he just calls him a queer and all those other words. Uh, but yeah, later on when Bill Hader goes and carves the name on it, on that, um, pole, I, I don't know. I thought that was like what you said. It was like a sign of brotherhood or, you know, a sign right. of remembrance mm-hmm. because I, I thought like if it were 
it was the point that he loves him in a romantic way. They did a terrible job at explaining that because, I mean, what was right. what was so romantic about their relationship? They were just it. It just yeah, seemed they, like they, they were always dunk. Yeah, they were always dunking on each other. Like, what? How would you interpret that as them having a homosexual relationship? Yeah, that's, that's like crazy. Does right? that mean? I mean, we dunk on David all the time. That doesn't mean we're gay. For, wait, oh shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Dave, How you doing? <laughs> so, what are you doing for dinner later, David? <laughs> David, like, what are you doing this uh, weekend? Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, was that not supposed to be the answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go carve our names on a tree. Be our beer back. <laughs> BRB. Uh, but yeah, I think they did a pretty because I, I have listened to a few um, a few podcasts about this and read a few articles and a lot of people were kind of confused about what where this is going and if they were going with the romantic route, it felt that they were they did not do a good job of setting that up. Right, and so the only thing I I can say is that when I was watching it, it it did not come across to me that a uh, Bill Hader. Uh, adult version or kid version was was gay um mm-hmm. but i guess after you know combining it with what i you know everyone's interpretation and what pennywise said about how he knows his secret i mean i guess i could see that because they never actually said what like his secret the they secret never revealed was. what the secret was mm-hmm. so i mean i guess that would be if you need to make that leap i guess that's the leap you can make mm-hmm well, it definitely didn't change anything for me whether or not he's gay or not. But right. I guess. Oh no! I, I completely it. changed how. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, this is why I was kind of confused during the movie because they brought up that whole scene at the beginning where they do the gay bashing, and then they also brought up about how Bill Hader was afraid to come out as being gay. So I was just like, okay, what, where where are they going with this? And they don't go anywhere with it. So they just went around in a circle. Right. It, like it was it, confusing. Like I. T- yeah, I mean, I tend to say like, if it doesn't, if it's not going anywhere, then like, why did you you just do it for the sake of doing it? Then yeah, like well, same, it's the same writing. reason Beauty and the Beast had a uh, the uh, the gay Gaston. Yeah, uh, just to pretty much have a checklist. Oh, yeah, we we got the gay crowd in, you know. Yep. I mean, it's, which almost, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to speak for gay people, but like, it almost just seems like like pandering. No, it like, is. is that, I hate when like, that happens, but yeah. Do you, it does do you really? Matter. Is that how? I mean, is that how you want it to be represented? Is by being pandered to? Like that doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, seems terrible. But yeah, that was the one like thing that's sticking out in my head was. The whole Pennywise, I know your secret thing, and I was just like, "What's the secret?" Oh, there was one scene that kind of confused me. It was like a small segment, but it just seemed kind of off to me. Um, remember when uh, Eddie went down into the pharmacist and he was rescuing his mother? Oh right, uh-huh. and the leper, and he was choking the leper out. And then she vomits in his face. Yeah, it vomits in his face, and it plays like that sound clip of the. I don't know what the song is called, but you know the that angel song, right? No, I'm gonna need you to sing oh, it. The Sarah, the Sarah McLaughlin song. Not the Sarah McLaughlin song. Not David. Not every song is Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> not in the <laughs> Not that one. Uh, but oh, then which one? 
Ben, sing it for us. Well, now I have to look up the lyrics so I can give you a good representation of it. Uh, well, if you look up the lyrics, wouldn't that stand to reason you can tell us what the song name is? Huh. Huh. <laughs> uh, Angel by Shaggy? No. No, no, my. No, wait, no. played a Shaggy no, song? <laughs> wait, no, that means. Oh, shit. No, not, not that one. But, you know, it has the same lyrics. But, anyways. Did, did that feel. <laughs> did that scene feel off to you? To any of you? That was unnecessary. Getting thrown up on? No, no, not that. Yeah. I mean, the throwing up part was fine. Oh, it's just the music part. Oh. I was just like, wait, what? I don't know. Maybe there was just. They were trying to, like. Ram Waste some movie budget. Ram some comedy, uh, some comedic, because uh, he was also kind of like a source of uh, comic relief too. Was uh, Eddie's character? Yeah, because I mean Eddie and Bill Hader's character. I don't remember his name, but they were always like they were like the ones who were always taking jabs at each other. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just like it seems so odd that they would put that music in when they could have just not, and it could have still been, you know, a good horror piece. I guess. Right. I mean, it was still an okay piece. Like, uh, he goes in, tries to say his mom can't, and then he goes back in, and it's that uh, that leper from the first movie, right? And he comes back to haunt him, and, you know, it looks like he has the upper hand, and then vomits all over him. Like, that could have been it. Yeah, so but they, then they added that, that song. It's it's a just, wicked bomb. Yeah. Like, it, it was just really jarring to me. Kind of took me out of the moment. Like, oh, okay. Guess it's not horror anymore. But yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, the first one, the first It movie was like a really good combination of horror and comedy. Right, right, right. Which was like an unusual, like unusual, like like, but like pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one was like, not the horror was just kind of wasn't there, but the comedy still kind of was. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I can see that. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I think. Okay. All right. Any other uh, thoughts? Comments, questions, concerns. Don't fuck with fat bends in middle school. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a good place to stop. They so, turn out really hot um, later on in life and really successful. Is this someone you know, Ben? No, I'm just. Do we know a, Do we know a Ben no, like I'm just that? Saying in general, I think that's where the movie's uh, moral message was Cause, heading. Because like every every Ben I've ever interacted with has been kind of whack, so. Yeah, that's, I, 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 I find that not really true, you know. I, I, <laughs> maybe like early on in life, but um, you know, when you get to the twenty-eight year old range, you know, that, it's when they really start to blossom, really start to grow their wings, really start to take off, and you know, really show the world they have value, more than value. They they're going to shape hey. the world, really. Hey, world! I may not be able to eat chocolate, but I still have value. Or seafood, shellfish, shellfish. Yeah. Or uh, nuts. You mean yep. these nuts? Yeah, I can't. Yep, have he yep. can't have those either. Nope. Our our Ben is flawed. We would like yeah. to trade him in. We for want for the, it chapter two Ben. We want that yeah, Ben, the good looking, rich, successful Ben. We can be on his boat and playing with his dog. Oh, oh right. yeah, the part where they're in the house and like a Pennywise is carving on Ben. Like, mm-hmm. that was actually, I, I thought it was pretty clever of the way to be able to kind of blend original 
with the first one and the second one together. I thought it was a clever way to really show off Ben's abs. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. I think that I think was, that was, was like, in the oh, actor's that's... contract. Yeah. Uh, Can we get like, an abs I gotta out? have an abs. Like they they had to compromise. He wanted like the full frontal nudity scene, but they're like, no, nah, you know what? We can't do that. Uh, but we can give you the abs shot. I'm surprised that he didn't, uh, you know, wasn't shirtless on his boat at the very end of the movie. <laughs> you know, that's how most seamen do it. Wow. <laughs> seamen. Wow. Okay. All right, well, that wraps up our uh, review of this week's movie of the week, It Chapter 2. Um, guys, what do you guys think we should be doing for next week's movie? Uh, I have one vote for Hustlers. Hustlers. Is, is that your vote, or are you saying so far that's my that vote. has been one Okay. Hustlers. Either that or I'm going to end up... I'll probably end up watching Lion King this week since there's nothing else on either. Yeah, I don't know. It's a t- I'm kind of... I don't have an opinion. I think uh, having to watch Lion King or Hustlers, well, I'll, have, I'll be uh, equally um, non, nonplussed about it. Hustlers it is. <laughs> and the hustlers take it. Alright. Hustlers? Okay. Well, at least right. at least there'll be hot chicks in it, right? So at least we'll be uh, reviewing the Hustlers uh, store in Hollywood. Okay. Oh shit. On right. Wow. Um so, uh, just kidding. Just quick uh quick I wanna bounce this one off of you guys. What what do you think now that we've decided on hustlers is more weird? Um, a grown ass man going to see Hustlers by himself, or a grown ass man going to see Dora Lost City of Gold by himself. Dora Lost City. Of Gold, Gonna probably sure. say Dora the Lost City of Gold. Both both resounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. sure down. that's pretty resounding. Because you not e- just not say, even. You know, I'm a huge fan of J Lo, and she hasn't made a movie in almost you know 15 years. So. I mean, nobody says that, but. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you take you really got to go with a reason. That's the reason. If you go take a girl to see both of those with you, then it's not really weird. So, just, you know. I mean, but is there like, is it just like night and day difference, or is there, is it a close race into how weird it is? I think it's a pretty, pretty big is it difference. Like an ocean it's of like, difference. Yeah, it's or? Pretty, I think it's an ocean of difference because hustlers, it's like, oh, you could go see it because you heard good reviews about it, and you know it. You're saying that Dora didn't have. You said you're saying Dora didn't have good reviews, Ben. Dora did have good reviews. No, it had wonderful reviews. Uh, yeah. So. And also. Anyways, our wonderful review as well. I just wanted to see. Uh, get. I just want to get a gauge for awkwardness. I think it should be fine. I mean, you're only buying it. You're only buying the uh, off of the app, right? Most of the time. Yeah, but then so you just have to deal with the awkwardness of just having the ticket guy scan your ticket and tell you which theater you're in. I don't think that is that that's the, the is one thing the that hardest gets you. part of the of this whole you know, like this whole thing is having to like you know have them tell me what theater I'm going to based on the movie I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Or you can just say that you're there to uh, support uh, Constance Wu. You really liked her in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and uh, uh, I didn't watch it. Boo! You you could just say that. Are you booing me for not seeing Crazy Rich Asians? They had a really good scene about making dumplings. That made me really hungry. Uh, I can mm-hmm. watch. Uh, I can go on YouTube and watch uh, how to make dumplings 
Probably oh, by yeah, because people... they upload the clip from Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, well, that sounds like it settles it. This, uh, this week we'll be watching Hustlers to uh, much of Stu's discomfort. Um, yes. <laughs> but I think it should be good. It has a 90% rating on, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so it should be pretty decent. Um, I look forward to, to, to seeing it. That should be pretty entertaining. Um, other than that, thanks again for uh, joining us on another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. Uh, this has been your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you copy me? What, what do you mean? Well, Whatever. We'll fix, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. Uh, don't, don't forget to tip your Reiki masters, and uh, we'll check you next time. Play us off, Spanish. We... <laughs> <laughs>